Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have a special guest interview today ahead of the second leg of the UWCL semifinals. Before we get into everything, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. You can watch this video, too, at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss out on our exclusive interviews or whenever we go live. Today, we're joined by Canadian International and 2020 Olympic gold medalist defender for Paris Saint-Germain in Division One Feminine, Ashley Lawrence. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we are so hyped to have you on the show. I know for, for us, especially myself and Lisa, whenever we get a chance to talk to defenders or talk defense, we're always really hyped about it. We, we love it. Like, <laughs> we feel like defenders never get enough love. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, especially, she was a defender for out in uh, Marquette University. So we're like, we got to talk about defenders and with defenders whenever we get a chance. But uh, we want to thank you so much for joining us ahead of the UWCL semifinal that's going to be taking place this Saturday at April 30th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Fans in the U.S. can watch on zone's YouTube. Actually, I got to ask, there's there's a longstanding rivalry between these two clubs. How How have preparations been ahead of such a big game? Yeah, um, they've been good. Um, I think after the first game, we've just, at the beginning of the week, it's been pretty calm, chill, recovery. Um, but yeah, as the days have gone by, I think, I mean, the, the excitement is building. Um, uh, and we know the importance of this game. Uh, we know Leon quite well. <laughs> uh, we've played them many times um, and we know it's going to be a good game. And um yeah, breaking the attendance record. Amazing at Parc de Prince. So um, it's going to be a crazy um, atmosphere, but yeah, we're going into it. Uh, we we want to win. We know it's not going to be easy, um, but um, it's going to be a good game for sure. Ashley, you mentioned it, breaking the attendance record in person, but also across the world, the semifinals leg one saw over 3.43 million views and streams across the zone and the zones UWCL YouTube channel for SF one. How does a global audience like this impact players and impact the game? Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Um, yeah. hearing, hearing those numbers. Um, but I'm not even surprised. I think that We've been pushing for this, um, the importance of visibility for these games and the zone being able to make that happen. Um, 
just being a player, um, I know how exciting these games are in the Champions League campaign. Um, and I've just been hoping that people um, have been able, were able to witness and um, just see these top performers, these top athletes. And um, yeah, just hearing those numbers, it's, it's amazing. And um, I just hope it continues to grow. Um, but um, yeah, I just, it gives me chills when I think about it. But at the same time, I know um, that uh, we can draw these, um, these crowds, we can draw um, the interest, um, like the numbers that you mentioned. And uh, again, um, I'm just so happy to be on this journey, be a player that's kind of in the midst of all of this growth. And um, I hope that it continues and I'm going to continue to play my role, whether it's on the field or off to, to continue to keep pushing that forward. Ashley, uh, on the field as, as a fullback, you know, you've you've had responsibilities on both the defensive side of the ball and getting involved in attacks. How, how would you maybe evaluate the overall performance uh, of the team over the course of this this semifinal leg? And, and are there opportunities for for PSG to improve in, in this second leg as, as you all sort of uh, maybe kind of embrace the challenge of, of kind of being behind a little bit on, on aggregate right now? Yeah, um, I think that uh, at this level, uh, it really is a matter of like, it's just like minor details. Um, I think between the two teams, we both want it. We're both motivated. Um, we both have top players and we know that is that difference. Um, I think for us, it's really important to, um, it's it's the balance between um, taking those risks to go forward, um, but also like limiting mistakes. Um, I, I know uh, we don't want to go into the game with a mindset of being afraid or um, taking our foot off the pedal. We want to go in full force. Um, but we know that it's like we kind of saw on that first leg. Um, it's like one mistake and you get scored on. Um, you know, we're playing against top players and um, we can't afford to, to, to make those types of mistakes. I know it can happen. Um, but um, one thing that really stood out to me throughout the game, even after, I think was our mindset. Um, even if whoever it is made a mistake on the field, we were right back into it. We were there, we encouraged each other, we motivated each other. And I think that's what kept us into the game um, because it could have easily been um, a 4-1, but it ended 3-2. So, um, you know, we're still in it. Um, again, yeah, we, we have some work to do, um, but I do have um, confidence in my team. Um, we're a young team with experience. Um, and so, um, yeah, we have some talented players and I think it's about going in, playing at home, using that crowd to our advantage. Um, and we want to really start off, start off the game with a bang and then, um, you know, just take it minute by minute um, and get the, get the victory. So I want to ask maybe a little a follow up on that with having um, the news coming out with with the big crowd that's going to be in place and the excitement and energy that that kind of brings with with so many fans in the stand kind of setting the environment. I know the players sort of look to those types of things as, as added motivation, right, as sort of elevated hype for them to kind of carry with them into the match for yourself as a teammate. When you're looking across your your team, uh, a lot a lot of that also happens when you're both kind of uh, uplifting each other as well. Are there any other are there teammates? that you're looking at and you're saying, hey, buddy, I want you to have a massive game for us in this second leg semifinal. Who, who, who would that be and why? Yeah, um, there are definitely a few. Um, I mean, I, I, I automatically thought of um, uh, Mary Antoinette Cototo 
She's our number nine. Um, she's been performing just like a monster these past couple games. Yeah, yep. Like her ratio, <laughs> just scoring, goal scoring machine, and still so young. But um, she's a player that I look up to, that the team looks up to. And uh, definitely a player that I'd be looking at, like, come on, like, we need you. <laughs> you better go out there and score. No, but um, she knows, she knows, like, her role. And she's really just grown so much. Like, being by her side in this club, she's put in the work. And you see that it's paying off. And um, she's just owning her moment. So she would definitely be one of the players. Um, and then another player um, would be um, uh, Paulina Dudek, our center back. Um, she's just like a beast out there, um, puts her body on the line, um, is a leader for our team. And, um, I know that when she sets the tone, um, it, it sets the tone for everyone. So, um, you know, sometimes like I'll just a, a little scream, a little shout at her, she'll shout back, but, you know, just get it, getting each other going. Um, and I think it, it's exactly, that's exactly what it is from back to front. Um, having those players dialed in, I can name a few others, but um, those are players that I've played with the last couple of years. And um, I think those are some key elements uh, for us, for sure. Yeah, you've got to bookend it. The striker, the center back, yep. make sure they're keyed in and the rest will almost just fall into place. It's not that simple. We know that. <laughs> Actually, switching a little bit from uh, the club game to the international game, Team Canada, Olympic gold team, you were on that team. Recently in April, the squad had two matches against Nigeria. How would you, one of those a win and, and one of those a draw, how would you describe the team's growth since the Tokyo Summer Olympics to now? Yeah, I would say that, well, one, um, our confidence for sure. Um, I feel like we've just been able to just like cultivate like this environment where it's like, we're no longer second guessing. Um, like we're going into games with like the belief and just the expectation that we should be winning um, we should we should be performing against these top countries. Um, I wouldn't say that the gold like solidified that, but um, it was kind of like a long time coming. Like the journey, the journey that we've been on, um, like the program um, being um, just back to back bronze medalists and then now gold. Um, it's it's yeah, it's a testament to like the work of um, our coach coaching staff, the players. We've really all just like bought into this idea. Um, I feel like we've often been considered the underdogs and I mean, that definitely drives us. It's motivation. Um, but I would say that, you know, now we're in the conversation and being one of the top countries. Um, but you know, we still remain humble, hardworking. Um, and we know that, you know, this gold medal was, a an example of, uh, like blood, sweat and tears, I would say, but that, um, we have other goals and objectives going forward with the summer qualification for the world cup, um, and for the Olympics, um, and then going into the world cup. Uh, yeah. So I just think that a big thing would, would be a lot of these players, like younger players kind of coming through, um, stepping up as leaders like, uh, Kadishi Buchanan, she's been a leader, but you know, like really it's becoming her team, um, myself, um, Jesse Fleming, um, yeah, players that I've grown up with and, um, just seeing how, um, they've just been able to come into their own. It's really cool. And, um, again, um, testament to the national team 
that have just boosted them and allowed them the freedom to, um, to flourish on the field. I'd love to chat a little bit about um, Yes, She Canada uh, in, in terms of this foundation that you started. How, how did how did this foundation get it started? It says that it's an organization that provides mentorship through sport that will grant girls a chance to develop and excel through women's soccer and create initiatives dedicated to empowering and preparing them for the future. So uh, maybe for our listeners who are unaware of the fact that you have this great foundation, how did it sort of get its uh, beginnings? Yeah, so um, a couple of years ago, I was thinking of uh, a way to uh, just kind of create a platform um, for just that future generation. I've always been uh, motivated um, as a player, um, even um, at the beginning of my career. Um, I wanted to be a professional athlete. I wanted to play for Canada, but I always wanted to create an environment um, that was better um, than um, after I left it. I've always thought of how um, I could help, whether it was the national team or even here in PSG, how could I make it easier for the next generation? Um, the things that I've been through, um, uh, they should have it better. And so, yeah, I always, I'm always reflecting and brainstorming on that. And so um, I was thinking of kind of different names and it's like motivation, like, yes, she can. Yes, she. Oh, yes, she. Love it. It wasn't that quick. It took a bit more time, but that's kind of um, how it was created. Um, but exactly what you said, just like the override, overriding theme of um, uh, motivation and um, the importance of self-esteem. And um, sport has really taught me so much um, as a player in person. Um, it's helped me with my self-confidence um in challenging times um managing my emotions just so many things that I've learned throughout um my career thus far and um I just think that it can be such a a tool for for everyone but especially young people um to use to learn so much about themselves and so yeah I created Yes She Canada I have an event every year um uh and I provide um soccer football drills um for, for young people. And there's also an opportunity to ask questions. Um, uh, there's like photo ops and autographs. And it, it really is just about connecting, um, connecting with professional athletes um, and seeing uh, examples for young girls, seeing examples um, that it is possible, seeing themselves in so many different ways. Um, and um, for them just to believe and um, to leave in themselves, whether no matter what they strive uh, to become, it could be a professional athlete. Um, but yeah, I hope to continue to have these events um, and other things so that um, they can have these environments to to have those connections and just to dream. It's so powerful to hear you speak about this and, and how the goal is to inspire and empower these young women through sport. And you are doing that as a mentor to them in so many different facets of your life as a footballer and starting this organization. But as a young girl, who was your mentor that you looked up to? Hmm. Um, so before being on the national team, I, um, really looked up to Christine Sinclair, just being a Canadian um, and everything that she's done um, for the national team um, and uh, breaking records, top goal scorer. But even before then, um, 
she was really an example, um, just like a great human being. Um, and I think that that's one of the biggest things with the national team. Um, we talk a lot about uh, our performances, of course, and leaving an L on the field. Um, but um, it's being a good person first. Um, and I think that's what makes the biggest difference. But yeah, so she's just a leader, um, just a natural born leader, um, not just as a, as a player and her performances, um, but as an individual. And um, yeah, I looked up to her and uh, remember first being called onto the national team, being so afraid to even look at her. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, welcome you with warm arms. So that made it easier. Um, but again, even till today, still a high performer um, and a true example um, for me. Yeah, she's a great mentor to pick. I'm she's my mentor too, still to this day. Um, <laughs> looking again at Yes She Canada, what are some goals you have for Yes She Canada? And tell fans, any listeners of this right now, how they can get involved, how they can be part of the initiative and help you. Yeah. Um, so for now, um, we have one event uh, every winter time, so in December. And um, typically, again, it's an event where um, young girls are able to come out and um, just do different soccer drills, play. Um, it's just a moment of enjoyment. Um, but then there's also um, the charitable aspect where um, people are able to um, donate. And so every year uh, we partner with a charitable charitable organization, um, um, the Boys and Girls Club, um, and um, for example, and so all the donations go towards uh, the Boys and Girls Club, for example, that year. So there's kind of the two, the two factors. Um, and so my hope is to continue to, to build and to have um, another event um, in the summertime, um, but time is definitely limited uh, we don't have that much time, so I wasn't haven't really been able to establish that. Um, but I want to continue to grow it um, and maybe have multiple events uh, throughout Canada, but even throughout other parts. Um, now that I'm comfortable in France, maybe in France. Um, but yeah, just having more and more events so that we can really impact um, the more um, young girls possible. I loved uh, hearing you talk about this foundation. And uh, I love that uh, you were inspired to to go ahead and, and kick off something like this, just because of even knowing like if you were when you were younger, you everyone needs that. It's a very impressionable mm -hmm. age when you're sort of growing up and, and looking for for mentors or, or role models. And I love the the Yes, She Canada play mm -hmm. on words. Uh, I've, in my family, <laughs> we've joked about it, too. Like, are you a Mexican? Or are you a Mexican? Like, I love I love the play on it. As soon as I saw Yes, she can it. I was like, that makes total sense. Like, of course it is. But uh, you heard it here, folks. If, if you're looking for ways to get involved with Yes, she can it. Uh, of course, the most direct way is to, to please donate if you can. And of course, keep an eye on all of the great events and initiatives that they're going to be rolling out in the future. Before we close out, Ashley, I'd, I'd love to, to chat with you a little bit more about this. You touched on it briefly, but the CONCACAF W Championship will be kicking off this summer. It's uh, eight national teams going to be competing for for four spots at the 2023 World Cup and, and even a, a place in the 2024 Olympics also on the line. And, and this year, the, the format around it um, 
was uh, a little bit expanded. There was a qualifying round that took place ahead of the championship, which was really nice to see for the uh, the women's side of the game on the CONCACAF region. Uh, but uh, the draw took place in Canada's is going to be grouped in Group B alongside uh, Costa Rica and uh, Panama, along with uh, Trinidad and Tobago. So when we're looking at this, did you get a chance to, if not watch the, the draw, but it, sort of see the results? And and what are some of your early impressions of, of Canada being in Group B alongside these other national teams? Yeah, um, well, it is, first of all, it's exciting to see um, the, the setup, how it's different, uh, more countries, but also even prior allowing um, uh, other countries to, to play and um, to participate and just to, to make the competition that much more competitive. Um, so that's, uh, that's a really um, amazing bonus. And uh, just after learning about the group, uh, I did see the draw and, um, yeah, uh, it's not going to be easy, um, uh, but it's exciting. I know for us, uh, uh, we're going into uh, this uh, qualifying tournament uh, very seriously. Um, you know, Costa Rica is a good side. Um, I played with uh, Shirley Cruz at PSG, um, the captain of Costa Rica, a very good player. Um, and I know they have a, uh, there's another player as well they have. Who plays in Andy Russell. Oh, I think you're talking about yeah. referring to uh, Raggy, Raggy Rodriguez. Yeah, Raggy Rodriguez, also a very good player. Um, so yeah, um, Panama. Um, you know, we've we have experience playing against um, uh, Panama and teams like that, and it's scrappy. It's not. It's physical. It's not going to be easy. Um, and Trinidad Tobago, um, just very physical, fast-paced team. And so um, three, I would say, fairly different teams for us, um, but. Um, yeah, um, we were going into it. We want, we want to win our group um, and uh, ultimately want to win uh, the CONCACAF because uh, it's different now. It's not just a spot in the World Cup. It is also a spot in, in the Olympics. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not enough just to make it to the final or to the semifinal. Um, yeah, so it, it is very different. So um, it's going to be exciting um, playing in Mexico. We play two games. Um, a couple months back in Mexico to kind of get adapted um, to the uh, acclimation, and it's not easy. Um, and so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of factors, um, but um, exciting, uh, none to say the less. Love that. And we're looking forward to uh, to, to Canada going uh, participating in the qualifiers this summer. Uh, folks can watch the qualifiers and stateside on Paramount Plus. So we're, we wanted to definitely get your perspectives very early on ahead of the competition in July. But we also want to thank you so much for joining us on Attacking Third and spending some time with us today. So thank you, Ashley, and best of luck in uh, the UWCL semifinals and for the rest of the season. We also want to thank our listeners for joining us. Thank you so much for following along. Follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for so much more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as video. Subscribe at youtube.com slash attacking third. And we'll be back this week with so much more. For Sandra, i Lisa Roman and Ashley Lawrence. This was Attacking Third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.